You're listening to Zen Supermom, the mental fitness podcast. And today's episode is all about triggers, how to stop being sensitive in certain situations or areas of your life so that people cannot push your buttons anymore. How about that? (laughs) So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Alena Gomez Rodriguez, and I'm a mental fitness coach for busy moms. And this is the first podcast to help you increase your stress resistance so that you can become a Zen Supermom and simply do it all while staying calm and happy. Welcome to the Zen Supermom podcast. Hi, it's Alena, your trauma informed mental fitness coach and mommy tantrum specialist. And today's episode is not only about mommy tantrums when kids push your buttons, but other people pushing our buttons as well, right? If you're anything like me in the past, you might find that you get triggered not just by your kids, uh, but other people and situations. There might be topics that are sensitive, there are situations or conversations with certain type of people who make you feel uncomfortable uh, judged, criticized. For me, the classic example was when I became a mom, I f- was very sensitive to people commenting my parenting decisions. First of all, none of your business. Second of all, who are you to think that you know better than me? <laughs> and then I went all in defense and started fighting back. And sometimes it was not even necessary. When I looked back a couple of hours or weeks later, I realized I, I spend way too much energy over fighting and trying to justify myself and it was not even worth it. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, then the episode today is for you. And it's titled The Chicken Pox Hug because this is a metaphor, analogy, a story I used in our coaching call last week with the mental fitness gym members and it resonated and I it just came to me as an intuitive hinge. <laughs> it's kind of maybe this metaphor would work. Um, and I loved it. So I wanted to share it with you. And let's see what comes up for you. So the chicken pox hack story is, is this. My daughter had chicken pox over the Christmas. And I don't know if you can remember when you had it or if your kids already had it. But chicken pox is this childhood disease when your skin is full of blisters. Like all those buttons full of liquid. And then they start drying up. And it's still very painful. And my daughter was in a lot of pain because she had them all over her body, even under her hair. I felt so sorry for her. And one night, uh, my husband was coming home uh, from work. And there, they have their own little ritual with my daughter. Um, If he manages to come home before she's uh, asleep, she runs towards him and he lifts her up in his arms. And even though she's super big for a five-year-old, he can still do that. I can no longer do that. I cannot lift her up in my arms like this. But he can do that. So he did. And she screamed in pain. She was like, ah, daddy hurting me. And almost started crying. And he felt so like terrified. Like, wait, what happened? I didn't do anything. (laughs) I was just giving you a hug like always. But she started crying. So I explained to him, like, look, the chicken pox got worse <laughs> during the day uh, without, yeah, you were gone. So you don't know. And I explained to her, like, look, daddy didn't mean to hurt you. He was just giving you a big hug because he loves you and he didn't see you the whole day. He didn't know that your chicken pox got so bad that it hurts when he like lifts you up, when he wraps his arms around your body. So I had to explain kind of like to both of them <laughs> what happened. <laughs> 
And I use this metaphor in the coaching call because the woman who was in the hot seat for the coaching to, to get help with her challenge, she was she was complaining about being triggered and about being basically what I translated for her when I when I saw it as a as an independent outsider and observer, as she explained her challenge. She was being the victim of the situation. She was complaining about being triggered by others. And basically, it's not my fault. They are against me. They don't understand. Nobody understands. And it's so tough. And I'm saying this, I want you to feel my my compassion and understanding for her because that's where I was for so many years. And basically all of my years, she's an expatriate. Uh, so it was, she was complaining about how, how crazy it is to live in the country, in the new country where she lives right now. So I could definitely identify myself with that because I, I've been living abroad for the last, what, 16, 17 years. So I know exactly what she was talking about. And yet I could see how her complaining about others, attacking her basically and judging and not understanding how that was making her safe or protected in a way. Because by giving her power away, she basically give up all of her, I don't want to say obligation, but to explain why she's not going to do anything about it. Okay, kind of like it's their fault. They hurt me and there's nothing I can do about it. So poor me. Okay, and I felt like that so many times. And it took me a lot of time to get out of this victim mentality. And I made the entire episode about it. I started talking about it, I think, two episodes back. So uh, I will link it up in the show notes. You can go back to that. But today we are going to take it in a little bit different direction or further with this chicken pox hug metaphor and if you've been listening and paying attention you might already start seeing where I'm going to go with this when you're being when we are being triggered it so often feels it's the other person's fault so we can have one discussion about them like they are wrong and poor me and that's the pure victim the second discussion we can have is about boundaries. The famous Eleanor Roosevelt quote, nobody can make you feel inferior without them, without you giving them the permission, basically, or without you allowing them. I don't know how that, I forgot that quote again. My memory is so bad in <laughs> remembering the exact words, but you know what I mean. You've probably heard it before. So then the second discussion is about giving the boundaries. You setting up your boundaries and letting people know this is where my line is and you went beyond that line in whatever way is appropriate to share that with them <laughs> in a way okay and be it your kids be it your spouse but making clear first in your mind how far am I willing to go? Where is my line? And if somebody crosses it, well, letting them know in an effective way before it's too late, before you're already angry and resentful and stressed out and you have no other way than going into the mommy tantrum, you let them know as soon as they cross that boundary. Okay. That's the second avenue <laughs> which we could take with this discussion of people triggering you. The third avenue I want to take in this is that chickenpox hug. And that goes back to you. And that is 
well, let's have a look at what your piece is in this conversation. Was the other person really out there to get you and cross your line and like hurt you, abuse your generosity or whatever it was? Or was your reaction caused by your wounds, something that's not aligned inside of you? And the specific situation we got with this woman in in the hot seat, in the coaching hot seat, was that she was complaining about that others made her feel inferior and not good enough. And it was in general with friends, colleagues, but also her ex. And so I turned the mirror to her. And after we went through the first two avenues, like, okay, um, other people having their own stuff and then the boundaries discussion... I turned it to you and I explained this chickenpox hug. And I said, well, were they really out there to get you? Or is it that you have a sore spot? So then, no matter what happens, even an innocent, how's the weather today kind of discussion where people really don't mean anything, just (laughs) it's a polite social conversation. But you were triggered by it because in a way it touched your soft spot. Because if that's the case, and I'm not saying it it has to be every time you get triggered that there is something. But if it if it is, then it's not on them to stop being jerks. <laughs> but it's on you to look within and start dealing with your buttons, start dealing with your wounds. Right. And I'm not saying that it's your fault in the same way that it was not my daughter's fault that she had chickenpox. <laughs> she didn't cause it. She didn't make it. It happened because life happens. There are things out of our control. There's nothing I could have done about the chickenpox. Nothing my daughter could have done about it. She just got it. <laughs> so the only thing there was for us to do is to patiently sit and wait for it to heal. And just protected so that those wounds don't have to, don't get touched too often and they have the time to heal. With your wounds, with your triggers, the situation might be different. Because often our wounds go back to our past. Most of them are even from our childhood. And for this particular woman in the hot seat... It was going all the way back to her childhood and we drilled it down to her sense of self-worth. So she believed uh, and she got proof for it in her childhood that she was not worthy of love, that she was not good enough. And that kept showing up in all of her relationships. She felt like she had to walk on eggshells, that she couldn't be herself And that because if she was, people would find out that she was not good enough. So she was overcompensating by being the light, being the giving out the energy to everybody, taking care of everybody and and being the the optimistic, (laughs) the, the good company for everybody, which could seem like that's the positive trait. That's a quality. And it is. It is a strength. But it worked for her as a cover up mechanism for nobody else to see that what was going on inside actually was that she felt not good enough, not worthy enough. 
So then every relationship wherein people started out pointing out where she was not good enough, where she was less than perfect, she immediately took it as like, yeah, they touched my sore spot and she went into being the victim. So I'm sharing this as an opportunity for you to start looking at your triggers, start getting curious about it, rather than trying to run away and forget about them as soon as possible because they're making you feel ashamed and guilty and uh, like a terrible person and not in control and, and being the victim of somebody's temper or judgment or criticism. Get curious. See if you can take a couple of deep breaths. And when you feel calmer, not in the trigger, not in the moment, because then you're like, it sweeps you off your feet. <laughs> Those emotions, they overwhelm you. It's like a tsunami. So once that tsunami is gone and the, the water is calm again, get curious. Start asking these questions. What caused those negative emotions I was experiencing in that moment? What did I make it mean about myself? What out of everything those people said, what was the most painful for me to hear? Because every problem comes with the solution baked in it. Every trigger comes together with a clue. Every trigger is a clue for you to figure out what it is that where you can get stronger, where you can get some healing, some deeper understanding and awareness of what's going on. Because once you do, you will get the power back. You will no longer feel out of control. You will get much better understanding of what's going on. And the understanding of it, the awareness, that's what will help you stay calm. Because you will see that trigger. You will feel it coming, those emotions, the next time it happens. But by knowing, by recognizing, and by seeing under the surface this time, you will see for what it is. You will see that, yes, maybe my dad is making comments about my decisions as a parent. But what it is, he's not attacking me. He's not out there to get me and criticize me and belittle me. He's saying that because this is his experience. He's talking from his own place from what he went through as a parent and his experience is totally different than mine i'm not only i'm not only younger at this time we not only know more about all the childhood psychology and parenting and stuff i'm living in a different country in a different place i have a completely i'm i have a completely different life experience than he does so whatever comments he makes now about my my parenting and about my daughter growing up abroad being <laughs> being a foreigner basically i'm not going to take that personally as a judgment or criticism from his side i will hear it for what it is it's his experience i will honor his experience because that's the same what i want him to do when i share i want others to honor my experience because they I, I know what it is, how it is to walk in my shoes. And I want people to respect that. So I will respect theirs. So you see how that completely in this example, if I, if I use the example of being triggered by my dad, 
this is exactly how I'm going to use this knowledge and awareness to to completely shift my experience of the conversation. I will no longer get triggered. Another example, classic, is with our kids. I used to have huge mommy tantrums and I... I talked about it so much and I will keep talking about it because that used to be my really darkest secret, most shameful point. And I used to think that I used to blame it on my daughter partially because it's like she's asking too much. If she could, she would have taken all of my energy, all of my love 24-7 just for herself. I would completely dissolve as my own person into her existence if she could have it this way have it this way she would have had (laughs) and I was resentful I was angry with her for that but again the moment that triggered tsunami rolls over you and the water is calm again and you manage to cool down what you're then able to see is and especially when I put myself in her shoes that's probably what I would have wanted being a kid Because my mom was my universe. All I ever wanted really was knowing that I'm her everything. Because that's what she was for me. And that's the natural thing for for kids to feel, right? Because we are the ones who keep them alive. They are dependent. Their survival is depending on us. So why, now looking back at my mommy tantrums why would I be upset with my daughter for one thing what's her nature (laughs) what her survival instinct is telling her to do I know better than that now and it doesn't mean that I have to give her (laughs) everything I'm not going to dissolve my being into hers (laughs) 24-7 but I am going to be more conscious And more present at those moments when I can. So that I fill her cup. So that she feels like she has it. Not 24-7, but at different moments during the day. I do make sure that she feels it. That she is the center of my universe. (laughs) And that she's not alone. That my husband is the center of my universe as well. I make sure that she sees that too. So that she has the basis for her relationships as she's growing up. And this feeling is what she's looking for when she's picking her her partner and future husband of her kids. So the invitation and the whole point of this episode for you is to look at your chicken pox hugs. What are the situations that are triggering you right now? Which comments that others have made in the last 24 hours, last week? Once you calm down, have a look, what was the most painful aspect of it and why was it? Was there really somebody out there to get you? First option, second option, were you not clear about your boundaries now or before in the past? So they got confused about where your line is or was it a chicken pox hug where they just did they just unknowingly push your sore spot and then being curious what that sore spot is about what is the message for me to learn what is the growing that I still need to do in order to heal this 
this is where my trauma-informed piece, my therapeutic coaching, coaching comes into the game. And I would invite you to uh, to look into that for you. Because chances are, if there are, if you have some kind of emotional chickenpox, I will, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to brand this term <laughs> emotional chickenpox. If there is something like this going on for you, it's it's affecting many areas of your life. It has a ripple effect. So once you heal it, let's look at, look at the positive side. What becomes possible for you then? Once that button, once that wound is healed and it's no longer a trigger for you, you no longer have to put so much energy into covering it up, into dealing with those triggers and, and recovering back from being hijacked by all those negative emotions. What becomes possible then when you have so much more energy available and you're feeling so much more in in control, having more awareness over who you are, what you came here to do, what your boundaries are, and having that source of unconditional self-love lit it up, really, and available for you to shine out and to give to others and give to yourself. What becomes possible then? So this is the what I'm trying to transmit here is the energy of of inspiration, of empowerment, and really giving you the opportunity to shift your perspective and get curious and start start healing. So I hope this was useful for you. If it was, I'd love for you to leave a comment or review for this podcast to on whatever platform you're listening. And if it's something more personal, always feel free to send me an email. Let me know. Send me a message of how what this is doing for you, <laughs> this podcast. You can find my email address in the show notes. So my wish for you is to go at least through the next 24 hours with this seed planted in your mind, in your subconscious mind even. Even if you, even if you forget about it, I'm planting a seed in your subconscious mind so that the next time you feel any negative emotions coming up when you're in conversation with somebody, this thought is going to come up. Chicken pox hug. Why am I feeling those negative emotions? What's going on? Is that my chicken pox? And if it is, let's recognize it in the moment. Stop perceiving the other person communication as an attack and see what happens. Get curious. I wish you all the best and I'm sending you a big hug to where, <laughs> to where you're healthy <laughs> so that you know it's a hug full of love and it doesn't touch any sore spots. Take care, super mom. <laughs> <laughs>